0: Not, not the company mind. cool just a good yeah.
1: old good week
0: yeah yeah just, yeah
2: good good anyone else got any highlights to share
3: i got a i got a something to share i felt like it's worth mentioning so great i i i finished like uh, my contract with my job last week because uh, i'm uh-huh. doing like a freelance jobs And Mm -hmm. this week I end up like with no jobs, no plans, nothing to do. And one thing I realized as much as I complained during the work, I'm now complaining when I'm not working. (laughs) I'm still experiencing the same anxiety, still experiencing the same thoughts. I'm still experiencing the same things of like, there's nothing to do. Even if I'm not working, there's nothing to do. Even if I'm working, there's nothing to do. So I just noticed that kind of shift. It, it 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 doesn't go away. Even if you switch a job, even if you go live in the happiest life, you you st- it still follows. You. It's still after. Because you. because because you're not here.
2: Ah uh, well, yeah, okay, that's one way you could take it. Uh, I was thinking because it's not about circumstances. Yeah. But you have experienced it going away. I know you have, but it's not about the circumstances, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll bet in any moment that you remember to practice, Carl. Mm.
3: Mm. Those those moments I really do remember to practice because I'm I'm sitting here with no no job and I can see it more clearly. Like, oh, you can see the uncertainty of reality, like really kick in. I don't have a job. I don't have this. Oh, where am I going to get the money? Who Who's going to feed me? And you see all these thoughts pile up, pile up, pile up. I'm like, why? Why does it matter right now? Like I'm sitting here on the sofa. Can we even chill out, like for a second, without these, without having these thoughts? So you almost start panicking and like looking for every possible opportunity, every possible job. What's out there? What's out there? But then you realize even that that brings back the same anxiety as was before because you're not dealing with the source of issue. The source of issue is that you're sitting there thinking how bad things are when there is nothing going on, just thought. Just a self-created problem, and yeah, that's that's, got that's it. what I've been practicing this week with, and it's been pretty, 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 pretty interesting.
2: Amazing! I uh, I I love those moments where you get to see it both ways in such sharp relief. I remember a conversation I had with a dharma friend that none of you have, have ever met. I don't think his name's Chris Kerr. He's not around at the moment. Maybe he'll drop in sometime he at the time was in a long-term relationship i at the time was single and we were on the phone to one another i complaining about being single he complaining about being in a relationship <laughs> and we said don't it's not about being single or being in a relationship is it no chris it's not no danny it's not it's about Duka." About being dissatisfied and when we see it that clearly we get the cut through like you said carl it's a real strong reminder to practice right you see that uh oh what's the word forgive me guys there's fatigue um that can't get it but that uh, that you're dissatisfied in both scenarios Tells you that it's not the scenarios. Freedom! Freedom from scenarios.
3: I'm I'm oh, seeing
4: yeah.
3: as well. It's it's like even if I'm sitting here with no job, it and 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 then the thoughts come out, they drive you into previous scenarios. So you're gonna go back to doing same old things, same old habits. So these thoughts are like keeping you in the same loop because you're not allowing any space for uncertainty. And that is the nature of our reality is uncertainty. And the the longer you have, the harder you resist, it, the more it comes after you. So once I really settle in into and just remove the dukkha and remove all these things, they all fall into place by themselves. As we had a conversation, I think last last Wednesday about Uh, I mentioned washing dishes, how we don't want to wash dishes. But once you remove the thought of, oh, I have to wash dishes and you just pick up a dish, they wash themselves automatically. So same thing with uncertainty, things, they start to fall into place once you can relax into it. Right. Uh,
2: It's not that when things fall into place, we'll be content, rather it's that when we're content, we stop wishing that things would fall
4: elsewhere. So can I ask the group a question then? And um, what's the role of play in all of this? You know, playfulness, um, making it fun, making it a game. Can, am I on mute still? Can you, can you hear me? No, we can, we can hear yeah. you. We're waving to Scott. Hey, Scott. Hi. Hey, good to yeah,
0: see you I think I think it's all play. I think that's um the the attitude, the attitude, the attitude that this is this, that we're playing with meditation. And the meditation isn't work. Meditation is a game that we're playing, you know. It's like um I like the video game analogy of where we're like shooting down the unwholesome thoughts with like our laser guns, like space invaders or something. Um so <laughs> I think yeah, it's like a it's an attitude change, yeah. Yeah.
2: Is is play is is play foreground for you right
4: now, Tim? Oh, um, I'm trying to connect play to acceptance. I feel like um, what's the word that uh, you'll see used in Buddhist circles and subreddits? Um, surrender, I think. Uh, I'm not sure about that term. Uh, that sounds serious, like uh, like a Ukrainian-Russian sort of thing. Um, like we're waiting on one side, like resolution of this, and that's so serious. And I think that's that's where we a lot of us get caught. You know, it's this serious approach to life of it's really going to give me what it promises, it's not going to do that, right? But um, I, I guess you know, if you can accept that it's not going to give you that stuff, then you can start playing with it. Um, and for me, it's it, it's more like. Well, what can I play with right now, right? What's what's like? And I heard I don't know who said that earlier. I like that about dishes. If I just drop the thought that I have to do the dishes, then I can play with you know a little have a little fun doing dishes. Um, and um, I guess I'm I'm trying to map out uh, like how how far can I take this play thing too? And um, it, it's been fun. I crazy. can see you with your
2: tie around your head, <laughs> running around with your arms in the air. <laughs> I surrender.
4: <laughs> yeah, some of, the, some of that Buddhism stuff too. You come across it's so serious. Um, it's like you're going to take enlightenment by storm. Um, you know, the the key phrase there, and I know Dhammarata. He he's always saying, I don't like that term, or you know, it's, it's people saying we don't like that term's not a really good term, but um you know it's the coolest place in the furnace but lighten is right there how do you lighten this thing up and that's what, that's what yeah I'm with. how do i lighten this thing up because it just it turns into a 50 pound weight and then it's a 100 pound weight you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah hey rick hey welcome hey hey good to see you again
2: thanks hey uh tim i think this is one of the reasons we're so lucky to have Damarato to bring that Eastern wisdom to us Westerners and add in what we're missing, I think that the difference in the way that the East presents happiness and how it works. There, I think I heard damarato say one time that most Easterners are just that they're, they're closer to that condition of Sotapan than than we Westerners, just because the way that they understand happiness is is different, it's less about scenarios, right, to kind of circle back onto that. And so where, yes, some of those scriptures can seem serious in tone, uh, maybe our cultural baggage, the way that we interpret those words has a lot to do with that, where perhaps someone in the East might already be in possession of a degree of joy anyway, abiding as they read those scriptures. Us Westerners interpret it as also serious because that's where we're coming from.
3: And I don't know if any of you guys have been to Thailand, but the people are more playful there. Like you, you can sense the playfulness <laughs> out of people. They even have like these festivals where they go and spray each other with water. Like yeah, soak yeah, yeah. each other out. And you you wouldn't find that here. Like if you uh-huh. if you spray some businessman in a suit, he's not gonna <laughs> not gonna be like ha ha you got me. He's gonna be like Tim I'm would call my lawyer. Tim Tim will be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <would you> <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so so of course, Damarato adds in that joyful flavor for us and perhaps even um amplifies that beyond what we might find in the suttas to allow for our western dryness and kind of uh soak us a little spraying us with his big Dharma water pistol (laughs)
0: and what soak us
2: What's what, sorry?
0: Um Socus. 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 <laughs> Socus. Oh, Sokus, right. Super it's, an it's,
5: it's a Super, super
6: Socus. Oh. From the Mega Socus. <laughs> <So-kus. laughs>
5: <laughs> it's a Pali, right?
6: From the original.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's from the original, it's a,
6: Sokum. <laughs>
2: it's 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 a rare Pali word, yes, I'm something of a scholar.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, so so I I certainly profited from Damarato's inclusion of of all the joy stuff, the playfulness. Um that 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 was certainly huge for me and I know it's been the same for others of us who have had the good fortune to come into contact with Damarato.
0: Definitely, definitely for me. I feel like it's really, really essential. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's really important. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Big time. How you been, Rick?
6: I've been very well. Ah. Yeah.
2: That's great answers today.
6: Yeah. You know, it's so funny how so many people I come in contact with talk about the days of the week that they prefer. You know, they uh-huh. say, Oh, I hate Monday, I love Friday. Uh-huh. And I and I and I think about it, I'm like, man, every day is great. <laughs> every day. It doesn't matter. I'm good about I'm good on Monday, good on Friday. Saturday's okay too. Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't differentiate between looking forward to a particular day of the week or dreading another one. They're all uh-huh. like equally excellent in their potential. You know, yes. For sure, for truly, truly, yeah. So for me, yeah, it's just it's it's noted uh, based on what my digital devices tell me it is, and what I uh-huh. know I've been scheduled to do, on a particular day. But beyond the actual feel of a day, I don't really, I don't really have that anymore. It's like not attached to any particular uh, day of the week.
2: Right. And isn't that a more real way of moving through a week? Because the day is just a label, right? It's just a name.
6: Let's say being carried along through the week.
4: <laughs> carried along through the
6: Rather week. than slogging through it. Like, oh right. I have to make it to the end of the yeah. week and then it's just like they start it start started over again. It's more uh-huh. like being being carried along through it like it's like is this a stream of of this you know separation and i mean it's all um arbitrary anyway what we happen to call this particular day anyway so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're all just days (laughs) they're all just days this is rotation that's all it is so yeah i've
2: I've long enjoyed a a monday off of worldly work which is quite typical among musicians in my community so we would quite often get together on a Monday and call it Monday fun Day. while of course the typical cultural position is to hate Mondays so I was quite blessed with an early uh, insight into how it, there's there's no <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no reason to hate a Monday
6: other than the activity that we feel that we're losing on the weekend and now we're you know obligated to do on the following day it's really about the activities within that day we've associated with a particular day but if the activity is like all right it's an opportunity it's a chance to have fun doesn't matter doesn't matter at all right right doing fine doing fine
2: delightful how about you Scott how are you brother Oh, I'm
5: good. Yeah. Like I, I don't even go to work. So like, I don't have (laughs) (laughs) like every day is the weekend to me Or I work on the weekends, um, at least Uh in the off season. So like Uh I, uh, rough water polo. So like, I just ref a ton of games on the weekends. And like during the week, I just wake up and I just like, I go to the park and I just walk around and then I just sit somewhere and then (laughs) I just like, so like soak it up. Uh, or I might just play video games all day. So, like, today it was, like, nice. I just, I walked around the house for, like, an hour um, just to get, like, moving, get the energy going. And uh, I, I highly recommend, like, at least once a day walking at a fast pace for at least an hour.
7: Ooh. Like, that's, imp-
5: that's important for, like, just from, like, a normal, like, just for your health. Like, if you don't exercise, you should at least walk like walk for an hour and also it gets you um if you feel like lethargic it really like gets you up like it's like taking caffeine
2: so there there's, yeah i found a kind of a buzz after a long brisk walk right because it's light exercise so you don't necessarily feel tired afterward but everything's firing right there's circulation there's the heart rate is slightly up yeah yeah i get it
5: yeah and it just like uh it gets you in your body a little bit more like that's the <laughs> first um that's how you come into your senses a little bit easier like you can do it by taking deep breaths as well um and that kind of grounds you and it, it can bring like a sense of joy and then if you ride that joy you can go into first jhana, and then all you have to do is like not uh think unwholesome thoughts or at least like be on guard for them and just like when one comes up just be like oh that's an wholesome thought and then you get on a roll and then once you get on a roll uh then pp and Suka can come i mean like i don't know if like you can do this like if you have like stuff to do but like i'll like all day to do this so should, that's all i do <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh so, yeah and, and indeed as as we have more time to do it distraction free then you're probably finding right you can bring it into more complex activities as well right
5: yeah yeah so like you do if you can do things like with a smile on your face like uh like um it takes the bite out of it like i think Rodas, like said the difference between like taking the trash out and like like bitching and moaning the whole time about it like on the way there it's gonna suck but if you're like oh my mom's gonna be really happy i take out the trash right now and you get the trash and you like you just do it step by step and you enjoy it you know yeah
6: Yeah. or sometimes what i'll do is i'll think about what's the most perfect way i can do this seemingly mundane activity and it really <laughs> sharpens my mind about it like yeah. oh what's the most perfect way i can cut these peppers not the so fastest like the zen way of it. Yeah, yeah the zen of it i really get yeah. into it. what's the mo- what's the most perfect way i can shovel this one shovel full of snow yeah you know, with perfect i snow. love
2: hearing you talk about shoveling the snow rick <laughs> it's great cuz that's that's a real strong example of a task that would typically be resisted right up at what is it 5am
6: Yeah, 5 a.m. sometimes, because that's, that's yeah.
2: Yeah, in the dark, in minus what?
6: Minus 12, minus 15, yeah.
2: Right, so out of your warm bed, up at 5, out into the cold, shoveling snow, that's just such a great little kind of hard mode practice, if you want to call it that. But, of course, as soon as you get the attitude, right, it's no longer hard mode.
6: And it's really practical, too. Like, you're, you're doing something that's necessary you're in a meditative state, and you're Uh actually getting some exercise. So it's actually like hitting a bunch of, checking a bunch of boxes. So that's all sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a sweet situation, yeah. Yeah.
0: Love it.
2: Hey, Brandon, how are you?
4: Hey, I'm good. Good, good to see you again. Good, good.
1: Just on a lunch break at work, so great Listening. great what's work for you um i work in a restaurant right now great so making food great
2: keeping people fed yeah that's some good old fashioned good karma right
5: there mm. i like your beard man it's like it's pretty sweet pretty dope <laughs> thanks
1: uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was the goal yeah. i guess uh, if you're going to have a beard,
5: have a pretty dope one, right? Yeah, it's like a majestic <laughs> one. Like, uh, there's like power to the beard, you know? Like you probably have some guru, like mystical powers along with that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you like the Air Jordans?
6: That? It's the shoes? I, no, no, it's the beard.
5: <laughs>
1: I, I just like... I try to fly around on carpets occasionally, just, uh, you know... <laughs> It's it's a good thing to do for fun. Yeah.
5: I think I heard Osho say one time like he was like a man without a a man without a beard and mustache is like a woman with a beard and mustache. And like <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty controversial take, but like it was kind of funny. <laughs> Wow. I, I'm not, I don't agree with that viewpoint, but it's just like it's a bold <laughs> viewpoint. <now. laughs>
1: I will say it's been an exercise in letting go to let it grow this long.
5: Oh like, yeah. I just
1: don't, I, I hardly touch it at all, I just have to trim the mustache like this occasionally just because I don't like to eat my hair while I eat food that often. But, makes sense
6: you know, give it that flavor that special <laughs> flavor but
1: i used to be like a really big perfectionist like i always like keep my beard like really trimmed short and stuff in the same way so it was like when i let it go i was like really letting that old part of myself kind of drop away too like always having to control everything and everything be just the exact way you want it to be Delightful. You've learned to just let it grow. <laughs> let it go. Let it grow, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dharma and the art of masculine grooming. There's a, there's a book in there. <laughs>
6: there's a there's a there's a yeah. series of podcasts in there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: well when everything becomes practice
1: is my background like noise too high because I'm I'm in a restaurant and there's a bit of music playing I just want to make sure it's not like distracting
2: it's, it's great when you're talking we can hear you i I, I would say let's uh, mute your mic when when you're not talking when I'm not talking
1: yeah yeah that's
2: why thanks brandon that's why i was muted when i first jumped in cool thanks so who else has something to throw on the dharma fire oh i was going to mention something actually rick when you were talking about the peppers uh a recommendation for a wonderful documentary episode on netflix is episode one of season three of a show called chef's table Does anyone know what I'm talking about? This is an episode that normally follows restaurant chefs, but this one is different. They follow a Korean Buddhist nun Mm. who cooks this incredible food at her monastery, which is beautiful. I mean, the locations that they shoot are just unbelievable. And she comes to, I think it's New York, where they hang out. And I think it's either the producer or the director who's who's talking to the camera at the beginning and he's talking about how the food that she serves they would happily have served in any of the five star restaurants in the city and no one would have batted an eyelid and he said when he tried this food he said well we have to go to korea we have to find out about this woman and, and shoot an episode on her and they did and it's just brilliant i think you'll all enjoy it greatly go
0: cool. mm-hmm. recommendation I'll tell mm-hmm.
1: What was the show called again? Chef's Table. And you said it was episode one, season three? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was hoping for similar stories in the other episodes, but I couldn't find any. It was all just kind of typical restaurant stuff. I didn't find any of the other episodes quite so inspiring.
6: They need to do, like, a (laughs) (laughs) spin-off. Nun's table. Nun's table. (laughs)
2: Nun's (laughs) table! Not yet. Great. Come on, then. Who else has got something for us? I do. Come on, Alex.
8: Let's hear it. So... I've been noticing some really interesting cool shifts in my practice lately. Um, one of which is (laughs) I thought that my practice was all of life until I started practicing way more and then I see how much my life was not practice.
4: Mm. So like
8: the gaps, the like the, the the micro nano gaps are being filled with practice now. Like the times when you go to the bathroom and you realize your mind is wandering, oh, there yes. it is. Yes. Or yes. you're like, you're getting the butter out of the fridge to put in the pan. Oh, whoop, there it is. You know, little things like that. It's like, whoa, everything is getting immersed in mindfulness. And um, what is so amazing about it is that my aversion and not liking of the uh, content and the phenomena has gone way down like the buzz has been killed in that aversion it's like i mean sometimes it's there but it's just like oh there it is you know it's like okay let's start again and and the never mind start again has never been so clear like i think when i started with Domorado and then when i started doing twim I got really like fascinated with like being in the jhanas and like staying in the jhanas and sustaining the jhanas but I I noticed like as long as I'm fascinated and like sustaining those kinds of states when I'm not in them right when I'm going to the toilet or when those moments are happening where the mind is wandering it's going to be so disappointing it's going to be such a problem so I've started to see the, the the ways in which my mind will do this and, and hang on to things, right? So I've started to, like, just let go of even being in jhana, Like, just let go of even, like, getting anything right. Like, every moment is a new moment, and that's the moment to start again and again and again and again and again and again. And again. And, and the more and more I've done that, I've seen that there's – it's all – it's all a habit. It's all habitual patterns, repetition. It it has nothing to do with, I wouldn't even say it has anything to do with effort even. It, it has a mind of its own that, that those habits have been going on themselves for a while. So now it's just surrendering. It's just letting go in each moment to those habits and, and practicing correctly. And that's all I can really do. So now it's like, am I in jhana? Am I not in jhana? Well, hey, if I'm in Jhana, great. If I'm not in Jana, great. You know, like, and then, you know, then the Jhanas will come. But it's, it's like, it's really cool. It's, I don't care as much about any of it. Um, and I think that's the way to go. Because caring about it has been such a drawback for me. Like, I'll get really great results with all of my, like, persistence and effort. But then... I want that again. So it's like uh, let's just let's just let it all go. And does the
2: letting go of wanting to be in jhana do anything to the likelihood of being in jhana? I'd say yes,
8: usually. Yeah, it's it's in, in what... Go ahead. In what way? Um, well, sometimes like today, right, the the mind has been. It'll like it'll wander and then I'll accept that, let go, relax into it, start again, smile. You you know, uh, have the wishing of of loving kindness, of love for myself or for my spiritual friend. Um. And then it'll do it again. And I'll go back, and I'll do it again, and I'll go back. Um, and sometimes, honestly, I'm not actually sure if I'm in jhana right now or out of jhana, because jhana has become, I would say, so like naturally there, naturally present. So I actually don't even know. I, I, I it's at a point where there's very there's less distinction between the states now when it goes really high into jhana which happens when i do distraction free sitting practice which can happen really quickly there's like a subdued everything it's like everything is like so calm and relaxing but the distinction from what i'm at now to that is is very very small it's noticeable but it's very small so does that help I wish I had my little party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's Alex. it's crazy. That. Like I was really interested. Yeah. The jhanas are less is, is that is that kind of uh, how it can go, Dan? That the, the jhanas become less of a of a difference, of a distinction. You tell me. That's how it's felt. Of yeah. course I can't know for sure. Because it's my experience was does, does that line up with your experience or anybody else's here? That lines up with my experience, but your experience is far more important than mine
2: in this case. yeah,
0: yeah i had a I had a similar thing happen, not to interrupt you, Scott. I'd just say to Alex, I had a similar thing happen um a couple of weeks ago where um, the, the, the like the, the, the yeah the space between like satisfied and dissatisfied seemed to get more subtle, I think,
8: yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, Scott? Jackpot,
5: oh, I, right, Go ahead, oh. Scott. Oh yeah, okay, sure. So. Um, something you are talking about just like made me think of uh, Jonna is like a Jonna is like a beautiful woman who's just like um completely like like just like naturally uh joyful and attractive like. Uh, if you're cleaning it at all, like they're not gonna want to be around you. Like you have to be like, <laughs> like you have to be like totally like just chill, like just chilled out. You not, don't don't call her all the time. Stop texting, okay?
6: Shana <laughs> <laughs> Jana is just yeah. not that into you.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Joanna, <Juana. laughs>
6: It's pronounced Jane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think another <laughs>
6: <okay>.
1: <laughs> i I think another way you can say it is like satisfaction breeds more satisfaction and dis dissatisfaction and the seeking of higher satisfaction or more satisfaction in the first place. when you're in that place, that dissatisfied state is more likely to create more dissatisfaction in the future, you know if you let it continue so. It's exactly. kind of like a balance between being satisfied with the way things are, but then also doing some practice uh, when it feels right uh, to like keep it up. I was I just had a talk with domorado uh, a couple nights ago where I was asking him. I was like, "Yeah, my my life seems to be pretty smooth sailing these days. Like I haven't been." doing as much practice like what are what do you say to that like what should I do and um, he told me it was something like I should try to focus on having like 20 maybe 20 or 30 little nibbana moments a day and he gave me these really cool instructions of like when I open doors like, take a pause, think, why, what's so important that I need to even go through this door, or getting out of a car door, uh, and he gave a bunch of other, like, little moments in the day to, like, introduce practice, like, when you do these activities as, like, a guaranteed way to, to kind of keep the ball rolling enough to where you're not, like, losing any, you know, progress and stuff, uh, I don't know, it was pretty cool.
5: Super yeah, like cool. that helped me a lot that um, uh, Domorado like made it more relatable. Uh, Cause there's like moments that you have little, little mini little nibbanas like all the time. Or, otherwise, you go crazy, right? Like, like uh, when you, you, one time you said like when you sit down at a restaurant, like right when you sit down in your table and you just like relax, like, oh, I'm at a restaurant now. <laughs> that little moment, like you're like, yeah. There's yeah, that he, little...
1: he told me that with uh, sitting down, like when you sit down, like pause, like right before you sit and then just like take a deep breath and then sit down and really enjoy that taking a load off, like feeling that comes when you get to sit down after you've or, been I have for another a while. one.
5: Like, like think about like when you first walk into a grocery store and you're like, oh, now I'm in a grocery store. It's just like there's that moment. <laughs> there's, you have that like little split second of just like, look at all this stuff. Like I'm in a grocery store. Like, <laughs> just, like, it right there.
8: I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, Scott.
5: <laughs> Cause like those, like one time I was tripping on LSD and I, like I walked into a grocery store and I noticed it like way more. I'm like. whoa yeah. Like it's like the the
6: chain, the chain the, bananas, the bananas the
5: bananas. <laughs> 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 wow, I don't
6: know if I've never
8: had this, but it's like, like, you go to the grocery. There's all these aisles, and then there's like people too, and you, everything. You look so tall. Everything like you look so tall. Like you're looking down at everything. Like almost like it's a bird's eye view kind of experience. You mean you had that experience? That's frequently how it feels when I go into grocery stores. Yeah. Okay.
4: Cool. It's,
6: it's really easy to find stuff that way, right? If you're looking down.
5: <laughs> or think about Except Target. if it's on the bottom I like of Target this. even more so, like because Target they have Legos, and they have like video games and stuff at Target, and like, like funny t- t-shirts and stuff, and like, dude, girls love Target. Like I've never met a girl that didn't like Target. Huh? Like, like, they're always at Target, man. Like, Target's where it's at. Do you remember reaching the age when you were
2: allowed to hang out in the toys section by yourself, while mum or dad went off and did the groceries?
6: I was never. I was never. Uh, uh, I uh, was uh, never, uh, never that old.
2: That, <laughs> that was the best. Memory.
6: Yeah. <laughs> never let yeah, me Yeah, do
2: that. yeah, yeah. I'll just hang out here in the video game section, mom, you go do the boring shit.
8: <laughs> the other thing yeah. I've noticed is that, oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. I was just gonna comment on what you mentioned, Scott,
2: about the when you enter the, the grocery store, that moment and how, of course, that kind of thing is seems to be heightened on LSD, right? But then we discover, of course, don't we, that actually it's a subtractive thing that we're just not doing all of that networking that says, Oh, this is normal. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So this as well, as we, right. As with practice, we like just open everything up, open everything up, open everything up. And that, that conditioning falls away. Then we can walk into the grocery store and this fucking wild. How did all this get together in one place? Like, there's the bananas, right? But there's also fucking dates and almonds and sugar snap peas and hummus and th- all this shit from all over. The- like, it's a mad experience.
5: Yeah, it is. It's it really actually is.
2: mad.
6: And the seasonal and- products. Don't forget the seasonal products. The
2: seasonal products. <laughs>
6: <laughs> somehow the flavors they're all of you spring. Anyway. The flavors of summer.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but we call them seasonal products. The strawberries obviously go mad here in the UK in summer, but there's strawberries there all year round. You can get strawberries, they're just not as good. So even seasonal products, that whole seasonal thing has somehow lost its meaning. We've managed to engineer shit to the degree that we can just have exactly what we want whenever we want. And that is... A crazy experience and it's in this super controlled super comfortable environment the strawberries go mad
6: fantastic band name okay. fantastic name for a band
2: yeah yeah the strawberries go mad uh or it's it the, the band is called the strawberries of course and, and the album is the strawberries, the strawberries
6: go, mad. go mad yeah um
2: yeah, or is their first full-length feature film <laughs> anyway it. As being in a supermarket is trippy as fuck all by itself right and when we stop doing all of that stuff in here that normalizes it
5: oh w- okay yeah there's that there's that too but then there's also that um like that little release that little like maybe like you were thinking about something like you're like in some sort of like unwholesome train of thought and uh uh-huh. That moment you walk in the grocery store, you're like, okay, now I'm in a grocery store. This is what I'm doing. So there's that little moment right. of relief. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm trying to explain like that little like feeling of like expansion where like you're contracted, like tripping out about something, where it's like so completely ordinary can bring about just like like hit of peace. And that uh-huh. Little hit that little hit of peace is like how you go all the way to Nirvana. Like that's literally like the release of like like yeah. Dukkha. That's satisfaction. So like, yeah. it, the, the more familiar you become with it, like the more you can go back to it. Because like, you know what it's like. Wakey, wakey. That's how it sounds, wakey, uh, wakey, wakey. wakey, wakey. Yeah. Um, The the
2: the the ordinariness factor is a big deal there, right? That nirvana can be found in something so ordinary as
5: that little change. Yeah. And then also another way to think about it is like nirvana is the most ordinary thing that can happen to us. So sorry, can someone mute them back? Is
2: yeah, it's me. Debbie's boiling the kettle. Oh,
5: okay. No worries. Okay. So yeah, it's so ordinary. Everything else, like your whole life, has been a the weird thing. Like suffering is the weird thing. And like it's been trip you've been on a like crazy trip of like uh going through like hell as a person and like being dissatisfied. And then when nirvana comes, you're like, Oh, this is or this is the natural state. This is ordinary. So there's nothing mystical or special about like satisfaction. It's not some like, oh, the clouds are gonna part and God's gonna come down from the sky and like say congratulations, you did it. Like here's your mystical powers.
6: You're like, the millionth. Those, you're the millionth <laughs> customer.
5: The millionth enlightened person. <laughs> it's so ordinary that like people like almost will be disappointed by it and like say, oh, this can be it, and then I like, keep looking so it's like
6: yeah it's, it's yeah
5: right it's like
0: the magicalness like i get that a lot like i'll make myself dissatisfied because my jhana isn't like magical enough it's not trippy enough like there's still a sense of self you know like all this the, the, the no self is like the main thing because that's like a big like spiritual like <laughs> marketing thing where it's like you know you it's about no self it sounds so cool on paper and stuff and it's like and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, and now I'll be like in genre, and then I'll be like, oh, but but this, but where's my <laughs> no facet? You know, like where's my this facet of awakening, right? So it's like uh, I kind of spoil it for myself doing that. But gotcha.
6: Look how, yes, look how and like, uh, and that's how cool it, it is then on you, paper. Then you
1: think that when you, you, <laughs> gotta, see it.
4: It,
1: it, when you look to to the things that are more satisfying,
5: you know. Or hey, do you guys? are you guys familiar with that one episode of spongebob where um spongebob becomes really normal and he's just like hi. well like anyways the, the the episode is like spongebob becomes so normal that like uh it drives squidward crazy that how normal he is it's like, just like hi wonderful weather we're having and it's just like it's kind of disappointing like if you meet, like, when you meet a real teacher, like, they they have, like, good jokes and, like, little tools in their bag and tricks and stuff. But then, like, like when they go back, like, when they're not talking to like, they're just a normal person. Like, They're just like, in the just, grocery like, store, person. man. Like, in the yeah, grocery like, store. <laughs> <laughs> it's like.
6: Dan, I like that you couldn't see, you couldn't see it because you're not supposed to see it. <laughs> It's ah. no self.
5: Oh, I, a little
6: bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, very close. <laughs> see what you did there? Yeah, I spoke to someone <laughs> and he said that like, um and I feel like this is such a trend with spiritual teachers is it's always like people ask this and this experience and the teacher says it's just an experience, you know, it's just like, it's just like it's fluff. It's not the essence, you know. The essence is stop thinking about it, stop meditating. If you're thinking about your previous experience, you're not meditating, you know? And that's not just Amarada, that's like every teacher that says that. And I talked to one guy and, and, I, and I asked him like specifically outright. I was like, you know, everyone says that these like mystical experiences aren't important, but they feel important. They feel super profound when I'm in them. I feel like I've been touched by God. Like you're telling me this isn't important. And he said, like, it's not that it's not important, but it's like this spiritual equivalent of like playing with your dick. It's just, it's just for fun, you know. It's like, it's not the meat, it's not the meat edge of the thing. It's like the
6: gravy. Is it jhana? Like ba- is it like? Is like, yeah. They're like jhanas and stuff like jhana like, Is it called John Abation? Yeah. Yeah.
8: <laughs> I was gonna say that when I, um, whenever I notice, like what you said, Robert, how there's a tendency to look at the jhana i'm in or the experience i'm having and be like wait i want more of this or like there should be more there should be something else that right there all that is is pointing to why it's not the way i want it to be because i want it to be some other way it's the craving the 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 craving is the entire problem if there was ever any problem it's the craving that's all it is. That's what I'm starting to see. The cessation yeah. of craving is is really all we're looking for in every hard. moment. So and hard and hard. that's and that's huge. When when you can Maybe. see that 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 you're just you're just you're sparring with craving every moment. You're like, oh, I see you. Oh, I got you. I got you. I you. And you, all your experience, most of my experience, I've seen how much of it is shaped by craving. It's crazy. Crazy,
6: yep. Hmm. Now, if only there was a truth that was related <laughs>
7: to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, what if there's good craving and bad craving?
8: No. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
8: I'm I not for that
2: today. <laughs> what, what do you mean, Ryan? So,
7: good <laughs> craving is wanting to meet your friends, wanting to be a Trying to learn from your mistakes, paying your bills, paying your taxes, so you don't get fucked down the line.
2: Well, a Damerato really contempt on <laughs> so these
7: are simple things, yeah.
2: Aversion to babies. Yeah. I have a no, a strong thing. aversion to newborn children.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh Dhammerato said one time that the Buddha himself said that there is such a thing as wholesome desire such as desire to practice, desire to have wise friends and wise teachers. And we're talking about that fourth kind of karma, of course, the karma that ends karma. Right. We want to go towards that. And it is it is a kind of wanting that leads to the end of wanting. Right.
0: That's sketchy, man. That sounds real sketchy to me. It Sounds like you're tiptoeing on like a fine line with like spikes.
2: Well, well it is, isn't it?
3: And it's yeah. it's been
0: called
2: a narrow
3: path.
0: <laughs> narrow path, exactly, exactly. It's a skill to
3: be developed because it's wisdom. Once you know where you're being attached to, oh, I'm attached to meeting my friends. I need to meet my friends. That's attachment. Then having having a skillful thought, oh, I would like to meet my friends, but I don't need them. You're navigating in the correct thought process like that's a wholesome
7: thought i think that's what dan says dan says the difference between wanting and liking
2: yeah which is all damarato i can't take credit for that one and he'll pass it on to the buddha and you know up the line it goes up the chain of command
1: i I have a question so we, we just talked about like A way to end karma or somehow change it or reduce it. What does that look like in practice when it actually happens?
2: So, when we practice, that's an action that leads to no more action. We practice and we're no longer reaching out and grabbing things or pushing things away, we're not doing things that are going to lead to something else. So we're freeing ourselves from the the bonds of cause and effect, so to speak. Right when we're practicing, we're not. um, Entering into messy relationships. We're not stealing things. We're not murdering people. It's we're back to morality in simple terms. That would be the kind of ordinary way that, that this is taught. Would be morality. And when we're sat in meditation, as Dhammarato says, that's the only time actually that we have perfect morality. When we're sat on our asses with our mouths shut. Um, So that's what the Buddha means by the karma that that ends karma. Acts that don't lead to more acts.
3: Stuff that doesn't lead to more stuff. And just stopping. Just stop. I mean that when 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 I when I hear that, it just means stopping, just stop. stop it. Stop. yeah, stop yeah it, it, it's it's all describable in one word. stop. if you can see it, you, you can see it. Another thing is I wanted to say is like, there can be put a lot of intention on stopping the karma, but as I there was never any control in what. in in moving towards this meditation process. I don't know, for me, you can claim that you were suffering and then eventually you decided to take control of this wheel and end the suffering, but who are you to say that you navigated that the car into the yard for you to be able to take the wheel? I don't know if that makes sense. Who are you to say that you, you created this car and now you're taking the wheel? Maybe the car was always there put for you to see, but we never, I, I don't know how to explain this, but it, it doesn't seem like it's something you to control off. So whenever, whenever we talk about karma and, and ending all of the karma, I don't think there's any control in that. It, it just happens authentically and naturally by itself once you stop in, in, in individually, like on the individual level. Once we stop, there's something stops overall. Like the whole world Right, stops. And that's a lovely, simple way
2: to say it. Right. And, and yeah, when we get into conversations about karma, it all gets a little flowery, right? So I like that, that simple explanation. I suspect that teaching on karma might have been given to folks who were already subscribing to a model of karma. I know when Damarato brings up those four kinds of karma, it's often in response to ideas around two kinds of karma. Right. And so the idea of of good and bad karma predated the Buddha by a long way. But he came along and said, actually, there's there's this mixed karma and there's there's then the karma that ends karma as well. Right. Which is altogether more of an explanation than we need most of the time. So stop. Beautiful. Stop. (laughs) I love that. I found that very useful as a, um, a, a a direction for myself at times.
3: once you see yes. any kind of going, then you just know to stop. Like as we talked, like the the, the practice gets to a point where it shrinks down from a couple of words as damarata talked talked about it. First of all, there's like you can sum up practice into Dukkha nirada, and then eventually just becomes stop because you can see. It going. You can see the the wheel slowly starting to turn, and you can just push the brakes. Yeah. Don't even turn yeah. the wheel.
2: Cheers, Brandon.
0: See you, man. Hi Brandon.
2: Hi, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Yeah. And and yet, of course, that doesn't mean we don't pay our taxes, right? So we still we we do what must be done, and we come full circle to where we started this evening. With you, still do the dishes, but you're not really doing them you're more in that uh passenger seat so to speak the dishes are to be done and so you enjoy playing with the bubbles (laughs) you had something robert
0: yeah i wanted to say i like i like he said stop and he didn't say stop and go in this direction so don't like it wasn't stop and then this it was just stop like i like the one stepness of it i feel like having two steps is like um when you're doing the first step you're thinking about the second you're anticipating the second you know it's like stop and now I gladden the mind but you know then you never really get to the second step like if you're anticipating it so I like just the one like the one thing you just stop and then you're left and you're just like oh what do I do now and there's like a feeling sometimes for me like of some unknowing or some confusion and it's like I don't know what to do but then like if you just rest in that it's it's kind of like it's I don't know it's sort of i don't want to say yeah i, I don't know but it's it's like an it's like a, it's like a it, it can be enjoyable and it's, it's sort like of like a,
3: no self robert
0: <laughs> yeah it's like a sustainable enjoyment i feel like i feel like if you're just being satisfied with like confusion or not knowing itself that's 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 about a sustainable gets. that's pretty ever-present
2: i suspect that you're able to stop more of what's going on now than you were when you started practice right and so we would assume that that trajectory is going to continue until at some point you're able to stop that confusion that you're left with as well says even more stopping until everything stops everything i mean mental fabrication let's say
0: oh that's good that's a good point you know what's crazy when you said that i realized like i'm actually playing an active role in the confusion like before i always think like confusion's like my default when i don't do anything i'm in this like confused kind of like like when you finish a zen koan and you're just kind of dazed, you're like what like that's like my kind of default state of being and i was like well you know i just have to get used to this but that's like what and now i'm thinking what if what if i'm playing a role in that what if i'm creating that
2: and like well is confusion our default state that's a hypothesis
0: that's. I'm gonna take this one on onto the cushion later tonight.
6: That's brilliant. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
4: Yeah. That's awesome. In I'll a, in that a that
6: meditative, way. in a meditative way. Yes. Yeah.
7: Yeah.
6: <laughs> Except- Come onto the cushion. There'll be something- I
3: kind of just want to point out a trap of like stop as well. Stop can be a trap as in a sense people think that that the unwholesomeness will stop coming. Once we mean mean stop, then you think, oh, there's there's no process at all. There's nothing happening. That's everything just stops. That's not what we mean by stop. Stop means as soon as you see the car slowly riding down, you stop. And the car will start riding down the hill again. So you stop again and stop again and stop again until the car hits the flat and maybe then you don't have to do as much as stopping but maybe you will go mm-hmm. another hill down downhill and then you have to stop again so i think it's important to make that distinction because i've been trapped in this like stopping oh the whole i want the unwholesome thoughts to stop completely that's what i understood previously from stopping the mind it's just stopping it completely but right that was not the case because it always moves in, circ- in cycles anyway. So you will probably need to push the brakes sometimes more, sometimes less.
2: Beautiful analogy.
1: Mm. Good. How you doing, Ryan? How you been?
7: I'm really, really good. Good. All good I well, I'm complete, yeah.
2: I can tell by your genuine smile, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah, Delightful. Things have been things have been good. Things have been good. Yeah.
2: Good. 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 Any highlights?
7: Any highlights? I fell into a forty-eight thousand pound windfall today. Woo! Hell yeah! So that's a Congratulations. Yeah. And very uh, nice. Uh. I started a ninety day no fab thing a couple of mm-hmm. days ago. So I want to see how that goes. Cool. I got to around seventy-eight days before. And I okay. want to see whether the no fab superpowers are the real thing or a group delusion.
2: <laughs> well, what did you find at seventy eight days?
7: I thought it was true. I thought I had superpowers, but then I can be full of shit, no. so looking back i thought no i was full of shit i was fooling myself i just stepped into the group delusion so now i'm going to go in with an extra critical mind
2: well maybe but you're the leading authority on your direct experience
7: i'm also full of shit
2: <laughs> I suppose then you're the leading authority on your being full of shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
7: No, I think a lot more people, no, probably think I'm a lot, have a lot more accurate idea of my full of shitness than I am. But uh,
6: <laughs> I remember from the last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Robert. Ryan. Ryan, I I'm really glad you brought up that point of of not knowing if it's a real superpower or if it's just like a placebo, like you're just tricking yourself. Yeah, that, that's really huge for me. Um, two days ago, I read a PDF like twice through that Alex sent me. It was Guide to Transcendental Wisdom Insight Meditation. I um I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but. It's, uh, <laughs> Banti similar. Banti Banti. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 and and there was some really interesting detail in which I'd never actually done with Meta, and that was to imagine that the person I was um like radiating this uh, loving kindness towards, I had to imagine that they, and and not just imagine, but actually take on this belief during the meditation that it was actually improving their life, and they were actually going to feel this. So I was sending this this energy. From here, and this real person would really feel it, which of course, like material science would say, this is complete hocus pocus. My materialist skeptic brain rushing, which I actually found out was basically a dogma after doing this, because it was so hard for me to drop this belief that this isn't how it works, this isn't how it really works. And I was like, look, I'm supposed to have control over my mind. I should be able, for an hour, for the period of this meditation, to just take on a new belief system. Why am I so afraid of doing that? And I finally was able to, and um. Uh, the the result it produced was way better than all my other method meditations because like when I feel like I'm sending loving kindness and it's just futile and it's just a silly feel good exercise even if that's just a thought in the back of my mind it totally puts like um like a glass ceiling on on how much that loving kindness can go and when I was able to, for just a couple moments to remove that and actually take on the belief that this is really working wow my loving kindness shot through the roof and it was incredible. But like for me, that whole experience of like wrestling with my belief systems and stuff and trying to take on this new spiritual belief system, it was really um that that was like at the forefront of my mind was is this a real like superpower or is this just like me tricking myself? The result of believing it was a real superpower made it so much more effective that now like in the in the days that have been following, because I, I haven't really tried meditation again. I mean I did, but I wasn't able to actually overcome my skeptic materialistic brainwashing and stuff. But I was like, (coughs) like, wow, this really makes a difference. And so like, I'm not 100% sure either, but I feel like something can be said for like, just like believing in like magic. Like, cause the results spoke for themselves, man. Like it felt, it was a crazy meditation. It felt really powerful. So
7: today, yesterday I spoke to a demon of the Goetia before I sent this email across asking and so that's how I feel I got the. For I got the 48,000 pounds, which is around 60 65,000 do- dollars, because I spoke to the demon of the Goesha and he said it's a done deal. And they got another 12% increase in my annual salary salary for the future. So so I do believe in magic that it does work.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. One of the things that's scary for me as well is like it sort of opens up a whole area of like spiritual research that I've been really ignoring because I was thinking this is BS great I can ignore it let me focus on the stuff that's like scientifically like proven like thinking wholesome thoughts right because it seems more scientific we have like studies that show people have less like stress or like cortisol or whatever if they meditate or do mindfulness and stuff but it's like opening up this thing to like spirit possession like I heard some woman on a podcast today was talking about like how she communicated with plants and stuff, and I was like, I, I I find it so difficult to believe that stuff, but the potential of believing in that stuff to actually like transform my life in real ways, whether or not it, if, if these energies even do things for other people or if if it's any of it's real, but like the potential is like crazy of like taking on new
4: beliefs. Like it, it seems I, like a, I, it's like I've gone for
7: courses that have taught me how to speak There's to plants, re- how to give plants different uh, levels of energy so i can go to a field and if it's got three sides or four sides i can give one side energy and i feel that this side is greener than the other two sides and when i give energy to these sides feel like these two sides are greener than this side
1: yeah the question
2: is in the air here guys is what is real
7: what do we mean when
2: we say real Do
0: we mean very viable? Sorry, Robert. Oh, I just said, like, the the what is real question, like, it's not just like a silly, like, pontification. Like, it's not just like skeptical, like philosophizing, like sophistry. Like, it's like it has implications, you know, so it's kind of important. I just want to add that. Right.
7: Right. But, But I feel it's helpful to have two different ideas at the same time completely opposite ideas at the same time and have them both be right it can be because i can believe in a god you can believe there's there's no god and they're two completely different ideas but who's to say that we are both wrong so in the same way we can say that there is no reality that there's non-duality there's no self but this is ryan speaking to dan robert alex dj carl and rick so this is us having a conversation so we have to hold those two ideas completely in mind.
2: Well, I don't think that the the Buddhist notion of no self would uh, cancel out any notion of an interpersonal interaction.
7: But if I saw the Buddha today, and I, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Can so I the,
3: a bit about no fat, Will? Like, I mean, it, it was interesting you brought it. I've been there, done that. And one thing I noticed is when you stop, doing something you become really aware about how it used to control you so what you're doing is just you're noticing specific dukkha thoughts that are related to sex wanting craving and then you're just removing them that's all you're doing in Nofa. so why don't you do that with the rest of your thoughts that are not helpful to you why are we selectively seeking for these thoughts that we want to gain something out of like, especially with NoFap, you're selecting a process. You, you can throw all of your thoughts out. You don't have to selectively just pick, oh, okay, I don't want to watch porn. I don't want to master That's
6: it.
3: right. true. It's General. That's true. It's wow. a
6: general and specific subtraction.
3: Yes. Right. So Rather you become the, really it. good at noticing. And yeah. if you become really good at noticing and throwing it out, Of course, you're going to gain superpowers, but because before you were just craving and wanting. So you're going to notice more. You're going to see more. I don't
7: think, I don't think maybe, I don't think, see, it sounds like you think that I've got sex on my mind and I've got no fap and all that. This was just me having, I was just fapping once a day, once in two weeks, once a week. Sometimes I'd be doing it every day. It's just five or ten at night before. <laughs> Show going. us the calendar, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow.
6: It got real deep real quick.
7: <laughs> Let's see the calendar. Okay. That, that's not it. So now I left to think about... Uh, no, see, see. So so what's happening is that I wasn't thinking about sex. I wasn't even craving sex. It was minimal, minimally affecting my life. But I just thought that it's getting in the way of me maybe having relationships, maybe opening my mind and the dopamine as a distraction mechanism. Precis- so, it's, so it's opening my mind to maybe what's really happening in my life. And... And to see whether there's sadness that I'm covering up with this, loneliness that I'm covering up with this, being full of shit that I'm covering up with this, and just seeing if, if it really, yeah.
3: Well done. Point on. That's what exactly what I meant. Yeah.
6: But do you no before- to the superpowers. <laughs> I mean, sure. to the craving. Up, I mean, to the craving about get trying to get something. That's back to craving again. Right, it's just exchanging one for another. Oh, I will give this up to get something else. But in both in both situations, your hand is grasping something, your mind is clinging to something,
7: right? And that's what I talk about. Wholesome desire is that I feel that wholesome desire is maybe being pawn free or no fab or anything like that, and that unwholesome. Is being is 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 with porn or fapping or things like that. <laughs> the
3: the question is can can you fap skillfully? <laughs> can you
7: <it's> wisdom?
6: <laughs> That's that is the question of the hour. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so Rick, um, how about you said about, about fapping skillfully? What
6: Carl said that. <laughs> I was seconding. I was seconding.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I was offering supports. <laughs> Alex. Yeah.
0: You did the same meditation I did with Quim. Um. Did you? Yeah. What was your experience? Did were you able to like drop that belief that this is like just all in your head, and really believe that it was actually doing something in real life, like?
8: Oh, are you talking about where, like, your neighbors might feel it down the street and
0: stuff Yeah, like yeah. That? Yeah, or whoever you send it to.
8: I just... So I have a good friend, uh, Corvin, as well, and, and he went pretty far with this. He had, like, a teacher uh, for, like, three years intimately working with him on TWIN. And he just... He'll say sometimes, he's like, the, t- the TWIN people think this, but you know, this is my experience. And I, I tend to trust his experience because it's just, I don't know. Even if it did radiate happiness to the neighbor, what is that really going to do for me right now in my experience? What matters is my relief, you know? Yeah. Do,
4: do well, good, so do where the way it
0: worked here. for me was,
8: like, when
0: I had this, this like, like limiting belief that was like partially conscious where it was like this isn't really doing anything um it stopped me from feeling as good as if i believed it was if you believed you could actually like energy blast someone to like feel amazing like like if you actually believed it like i'm pretty sure you would feel like like whoa i can just sit here and i can make this person feel amazing like and i can make them really i can really make a difference in their life just sitting here meditating like like if you actually take on that belief like the instructions say to like for me it made me feel amazing like it it like it was so, like loads of so, like so I Well I don't
7: I, right. I, I, wait I,
8: one sec Ryan I just want to respond to that. So I don't think it's actually what they're suggesting is to like take on a belief. They they might have said believe but um how I've interpreted it or understood it is you're you're like wishing that loving kindness, that feeling that you first bring up for yourself, and then once you're in touch with it, you gently nudge it along by wishing loving kindness for your spiritual friend, or your but family, or no, whatever. But,
7: but you're actually wishing but, well-being on them. You're wishing you, for their well-being.
8: Yeah, for the well-being. Yeah, and they say loving kindness. It's similar. I, I think it's the same thing. Well, it's just words.
6: Language. Language. Well, like
8: it's that spirit of loving kindness or well-being or equanimity, whatever it is, joy, uh, orgasm, whatever you want to say, <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as it it feels good, as long as you bring up that good feeling and that starts riding a momentum. That's all that matters. It doesn't really matter what the content of it is as much as so what's actually I, I, happening in your experience.
7: I've I've done TWIM. I've done TWIM with a work colleague. I've done a retreat. I've done two retreats on TWIM. Nice. Two 10 day retreats. And I felt really good on the retreats. And when I was doing the TWIM, I I was in tears almost all day long because of the good feelings I was having. And uh, I was thinking about a work friend the first time I was doing it. And uh, but he was having a shit time. His house was in difficulties. He was just going through a rough patch at that time. So I don't know whether, and I wanted to tell him, you know what? I like you, so you're a good guy. So I thought I'd this thing, but I thought if, if he knew it happened at that time, he'd probably tell me, no, listen, just do it towards somebody else. So it was it would be, different it would be from the experience that I was having. I mean, I was thinking, okay, man, I'm, and I believe I can send these feelings across. Like that, that I thought his life would be better, but practically looking at it, it wasn't. wasn't. Well, there you go lawsuit waiting to happen.
6: Yes, yes, Your Honor, I was energy blasted. From loving kindness. No, it was well-being. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he fucked up. He sent me the wrong energy.
6: <laughs>
8: this isn't what I got on my order.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, so Robert, time experiment time. So you send it, send out whatever to each one of us throughout the week, and we'll report on it next oh, week. Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, oh, yeah we'll oh, do a call next like oh,
2: Better still, let's do it right now. And whoever gets blasted has to raise their hand.
8: Oh, okay. All right, all right. All right let's do it. Great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, they this totally took class. <laughs> this is a science class.
2: What's, what's important here and, and what's in okay. the air is if <laughs> you have some experience as you're doing this, then that is what's real. Yeah.
7: Perception is reality.
2: What? Say again, right?
7: Perception is reality.
2: Perception is reality.
7: But the so map Dan, is, not, you, the territory. The so map Dan, is not the
4: territory.
0: So Dan, are you saying believe so, whatever like whatever craziness leads to like the best results in our experience? Because the best results for me was the magical. Oh, I'm
4: trying
2: to listen to Robert, sorry.
0: Again, please, Robert. Um are you saying <laughs> believe whatever leads to the best result even if it is magical
2: there's nothing magical about it you're doing something in the mind which is leading to a result
6: super right? mundane super, super mundane.
7: mundane yeah not magical the, super m- mud- the, 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 the the definition of magic is the art of uh, getting uh, an effect in confirmation with will. So any effect in confirmation with what you want, and that can be anything.
0: Interesting. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, then that's like we're doing like magic on ourselves all the time as All the like,
7: time, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so then what, what I realized is that is is there's no concept of self-control because there's no concept of self-control because there's no self to control. Because if the thing that we think is behind us is just can move fluidly, we think around the environment. So then I thought the way this happens is maybe from a uh, from a top down process. So we think instead of trying to do the self-control thing, we think about controlling it from our thoughts. And so if you see the problems that we have in our lives, they are all related to our thoughts that we're having and they're questions like, why am i so fat why am i so full of shit why am i thinking that uh, Rick's such an amazing handsome guy so it's I'm
2: all, these- that all, all the time
7: yeah
6: <laughs> <laughs> i'll take funny <laughs> over handsome
7: <laughs> 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 so uh, so so i suppose what happens is that So recently I read this theory is that instead of having affirmations, there's a different way to do these things is to ask why. So which is why am I such a sexy motherfucker? And when you start saying that repeatedly to yourself, it comes true even more powerfully than affirmations. Because affirmations you don't believe. Affirmations you don't believe, which is I'm sexy, I'm sexy, I'm sexy. You won't believe. But if you say why am I so sexy, then it's
0: interesting that's awesome you like it's like you like it's like you subvert like your own self to, like yeah yeah, yeah. sounds that's, like wholesome thoughts really cool. to me yeah sharing that.
6: yeah
0: i might try that that's awesome. how do
6: i subvert <laughs> myself how do i why am i so
8: satisfied
6: <laughs> why am i so subvertive myself <laughs> <laughs> you get really grammatically complex why am i so satisfied right now <laughs> why am i so satisfied
3: right now <laughs> why is everything wow. so nice that's, so
6: good mm. why, why am, am we... i so free of craving why am i in the present moment
8: yes why am i free of craving why do i feel so good yeah. <laughs> why am i fucking all these bitches
6: <laughs> <laughs> are you holding a dog oh dan's gonna <laughs> get the
5: dog house for that one <laughs>
6: <laughs> He's, he has plushies being chucked at him from off, from off camera.
2: This is one of my bitches.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
7: good scene, you- good scene, poor scene, poor scene, actually, poor
6: save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well Apparently there's a protest over there on
7: Dan's side. <laughs> so no, so no. So no No, no, the thing is, Dan's got wholesome craving, which is how do I stay alive?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or how do I piss off my wife?
2: Ah! (laughs) No, I know exactly how to do that. It's working.
6: That's right, you call her her plushies, bitches. That's an easy one, yeah. Right. (laughs)
2: Easy
1: mode. Divorce time.
2: Easy mode. Why
6: am I so
4: divorced? (laughs) (laughs) You're a dick. (laughs) Why
7: am I such a dick? (laughs) Nice.
2: Very good. Guys, that's time for me. Thanks for the jokes. This was delightful. Great to see you all again. I will be back this time next week. Rick, let's try and talk tomorrow, yeah?
6: Let's do it. I'm up for that. Great. great. Right. See, course, ya.
2: Anyway. Cheers, great. see
4: you. Bye, soon, guys. Bye, to
6: bye. You bye. Good to see you, bye. Dan. Bye.
1: Love you, bro. Bye, bye guys. Bye. Love everybody. you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow.